You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. <laughs> Welcome into the Daily Dose for uh, Wednesday, July 13, 2022. Digital editor, editor Fletcher Keel here with Stephen Albritton. Uh, of course, Stephen filling in this week our wonky schedule with Colin and Kelly out. And as always, again, great to have you. Had yeah, a great time yeah. yesterday. Once again, happy to be on the podcast. A, lo a lot going on on Wednesday. We've had a very yeah. busy week and we're only halfway through. Yeah, man, this is the second straight day that we've had um, a story that our Nightside team was following bleed into our morning coverage. This one, an officer involved shooting, uh, an officer actually shot currently in the hospital as of our recording this at 7 12 a.m. on Wednesday and a lot of moving parts to this and you've been talking about it for the last two and a half yeah. hours so why don't you break this down for yeah everyone. so it all started in Lebanon off State Route 48 police were responding to a domestic violence call at a home when they arrived um, the male in the situation was ramming his ATV into his wife or his girlfriend's car Police pulled up and um, from what we're told, what we've gathered, uh, he opened fire on police and unfortunately hit one of those officers in the head. Um, the other officer on scene returned fire, killing that suspect. But um, as far as uh, that officer right now, um, as of recording, as Fletcher mentioned, uh, stable, um, but is in the ICU at a Dayton area hospital. Yes, and I don't believe we have an identification of either the person who was killed or the officer who is, uh, like you're saying, stable but critical condition in the ICU. Um, I don't believe we have an identification of the officer that uh, shot as well. So still a lot to parse out there. Um, we had team coverage all morning long with Megan Mitchell um, and Meredith Stutz uh, up that way near Dayton. So um, a lot to still unfold. Be sure you're, uh, you're staying with us here on WLWT as we'll get you those updates once they come in. Um, and we got uh, an update to a story that we've been following. We finally got some body cam footage of the assault that injured uh, Johnny Harris, the 16-year veteran of mm -hmm. the Cincinnati Police Department. And the video is crazy to see. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're walking on the street. They try to uh, tase the suspect there. And then he turns and just starts swinging. And then and again, I'm sure you can find the picture of the injuries uh, to that officer. He took a, a, a mean hit to the side of his head from a metal pipe and a lot of bruising. And he is going to need um, uh, surgery to, uh, to repair uh, some broken bones in his face. But, you know, police tried to, you know, calmly take this guy into custody, but he just was not having it, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, police have identified this, uh, the suspect as Charlando Peoples, I hope I'm saying that right, saying that he swung a concealed metal pipe at Harris, breaking several bones in his face. This happened. Uh, police believed that Peoples was a robbery suspect, trying to talk to him in the middle of 6th and Elm Streets, and you can go to our website, WWT.com, and watch that video, and he is just incensed. At every turn, they approach him, he's unhappy, he uh, takes... Uh, uh, whatever it looked like he was concealing it inside a jacket of some sort he takes it and hits it at a, on a parked car across the street um, so a lot of anger inside people's that he wound up eventually taking it out on on the officer and I believe he swung at another officer as well so they were eventually able to uh, take him into custody but we hope uh, uh, the officer you know is feeling better and hope the surgery goes well for him as he gets those injuries repaired. yes and people's has been charged with uh, felonious assault um, as well so we will uh, be keeping our eye on this story as if we are able to get um, some more information. Certainly we'll have more updates um, on Officer Harris. Uh, today, a bit of a somber week for some people in our area. Uh, one week since an EF2 hard to tornado believe. hit so hard uh, to Goshen and some surrounding counties. Yeah. We had some people um, say that their communities were impacted. I know yeah. a lot of our focus has been in Goshen. Um, Miana Massey was out there earlier this morning and it doesn't look like much, much is done in terms of community cleanup, certain houses and individual properties, certainly, but still the destruction far and wide. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's home to home, business to business. You can only do so much at, 
at, at a time, and especially when you have, you know, so many large trees that you could tell were, you know, probably 50, 60, 80, maybe even 100 years old, falling mm -hmm. on in yards, maybe on houses. Uh, you know, the other community we're just getting a look at was in uh, Lake Lorelei, a gated community, about 800 homes there, um, but they believe that's in Brown County as well. But uh, we're just seeing, you know, our first video and walkthroughs of what happened there. And uh, we had um, spoke to one woman there who was inside her home when that tornado, I think it was an EF1 that went through there. And um, she thought the whole house was going to collapse on her because one of the walls started to buckle. And you just have to imagine how terrifying it is in those short moments because these things blow through so quickly just to have all of this commotion around you at once and fear that your house, what you've lived in, what you've loved, is, might come down on top of you. Thankfully, just like in Goshen, no injuries and only a couple of injuries in Goshen, but you know, nobody was hurt, but now they just need help with the uh, big heavy equipment to get trees cut up, get debris moved, get, you know, if a home needs to be unfortunately, you know, taken away or destroyed, they need that equipment so people can start to rebuild. But again, very lucky nobody was hurt in Lake Lorelei. Goshen continue to rebuild as the, their recovery efforts start to shift and the donation mm -hmm. efforts start to shift. Right. And you take a look at uh, over the last week, we've seen a lot of aerial footage, some drone yes. footage and the, the one uh, piece of footage that I remember is there was an Allstate building, an insurance building, where the roof was completely torn off. You could see inside, you could see, oh, that's where the meetings are. That's where everyone's individual offices and everything was just blown all around. And you think, wow, if that's that one picture that we have inside this one place. Imagine what that's like thousands of times over. Yeah, and it's so interesting when you see homes and buildings with perhaps just the roof torn off and you know you know having covered tornadoes in my previous market in Kansas City you mm -hmm. know if a window tornado alley yeah yeah, oh, right right, yeah we whew, we we had some adventures out in Kansas City especially you know when our choppers up watching these things mm -hmm. you know just come across but you know if, if a window gets broken and all this wind starts flying in the house you know the pressure of that wind just pops the roof right right off and right. It, it's incredible how powerful these storms can be in such a short amount of time so, uh, of course, cleanup still continuing there and in surrounding communities. Again, today marking the one week since that happened. Mm -hmm. um, just over the exact one week mark is just hours from now. So it stormed pretty good in Cincinnati, in and around greater Cincinnati. Um, no tornadoes, at least in my area that I was aware of. It, it, the, the weird thing about that was it really wasn't a stormy day, at least where I was kind of on the edge of Norwood and Pleasant Ridge. It was just very windy and very rainy. I don't think I saw any thunder or lightning that day. Yeah, it's one of those things where where you are can matter because it only takes a, a short distance before you're in, you know, uh, some areas got hit by some uh, pretty severe straight line winds a little bit further out. Next, you know, they have an EF2 mm -hmm. uh, tornado. So uh, you know, once again, very lucky, minimal injuries in Goshen. I think it was one firefighter who had a chainsaw injury and then somebody else who was hit by debris in the Goshen yep. area. And that's the only injuries um, uh, that I've heard about. But I do know, especially in the Goshen area, they're switching their donations mm -hmm. um, from the high school across the street to the United Methodist Church there um, as well. So if you're in the Goshen area listening or you know people in the Goshen area, just remind them that if they need help, services might be changing around just a little bit. So you yep. might have to make some phone calls or check WLWT.com. We have everything listed there. Right. How and things are changing. Again, just looking at all that devastation, all that debris, amazing only two injuries. <laughs> wow. um, it could have been a lot worse. As I'm sure you know from your days in Kansas City and Tornado Alley, it can really get worse. It, it, it really can. I, I remember one day we had a, a tornado coming towards uh, downtown Kansas City and it picked up, went over the city and came down on the other side and just and kept moving and, and destroyed some homes. But they're, they're incredible, incredible, powerful, powerful storms that, you know, we are still trying to understand how they, how they operate. Right. 
We're going to hear from Randy Rico in just a little bit, get a check on your forecast for this Wednesday. Uh, but our final topic today, Stephen, is we got a little bit more NASA pictures oh, from, did we? from the Webb telescope. Oh, did we? You were very <laughs> excited about them on Twitter. One of them, uh, they called it a galactic high five where it looked like three or four galaxies were almost coming together mm, to yeah. looks like a collision, yeah, to yeah. be quite honest. And then another one, uh, they called it Cosmic Cliffs. I referred to it uh, with some friends as Space Dune. So it kind of <laughs> looks like the, the desert planet Arrakis from yeah. the Dune film. Uh, so so tell us what these pictures mean for, in the great scheme of things outside of they just look really cool. Yeah, yeah. So the, the first picture you were referring to is, uh, is called uh, Stefan's Quintet. It's five galaxies that are actually not very close together in the grand scheme of things, but they're still interacting in a certain way. I believe one of them is only about uh, 40 million light years away, and the other ones were a, a couple million mm -hmm. light years away. But what these pictures are going to be able to do is they can study how these galaxies, galaxies interact, how do black holes interact with them, and you know basically see how things are created and how things are being destroyed in space. And the, the other picture, you know, the Dune picture you were talking right. about, space Dune. There, there's <laughs> a, a baby star developing in that picture, and they're going to be able to see how stars, how this dust, how these chemicals, how uh, these elements can combine and form stars, which can maybe give us a glimpse into what our own sun could be doing in the future. You know, we don't want it to go supernova anytime soon. That's we right. Need the sun for life and existence here on Earth, but it's just going to allow uh, you know NASA scientists and astrophysicists to study what's going on in our galaxy, you know, maybe a glimpse of, you know, where we came from. We'll be able to see galaxies in different stages of life, zoom in on exoplanets. Are there any other planets out there that are like Earth? You know, we can't mm -hmm. just travel to any other Earth right now. These are hundreds of millions of light years away, and it would take generations of people to travel them. Also, technology that we don't currently have to travel there. Right. But it, it's just going to give us a glimpse into our past and, and hopefully uh, our future as well. It's, and, it's so cool what they're doing. Yeah, and that Space Dune picture, I know that's not the name of it, that's what I keep <laughs> thinking of it as, kind of shows what you hear a lot about in growing up even in elementary and middle school when you talk about science is for a star to not only be born, but when it dies, mm -hmm. there's a, it's a very busy. It takes a lot of energy and is almost like an explosion. This almost kind of looks like an explosion coming together to form that star. So mm -hmm. it's really cool to be like, hey, that's... One thing that we may not have known about when I was in elementary school in the early in the mid '90s yeah. that actually we now have proof of. Yeah, and we'll be able to see these things happening in real time. Because one thing, you know, for people who don't follow, you know, science and astronomy like like I do, just because I find it all very fascinating. Yeah, I don't think anyone follows it quite like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep an eye on it because you never know what we're going to find out about ourselves. But we're looking into the past with these pictures because right. what the James Webb Telescope and any telescope is doing, looking to the skies, is we're looking at light as we see it in this moment. Mm -hmm. Light is still traveling towards us. So they might take the James Webb telescope, point it in the same direction, you know, two weeks from now, a few years from now, and get a different picture of what's happening as the light continues to travel towards us. So it, it, what they're going to see over the next year, over the next few years, as this telescope, as they refine it, as they see more, I, I'm just totally stoked to see what comes next. Yeah. Well, luckily, our weather team doesn't have to look that far into the future <laughs> to know what's going on. Randy Rico has a check of your forecast. It's coming right now. It's mid-July and it's actually pretty comfortable outside. That's a nice change of pace from what we typically see this time of year. And today and tomorrow, comfortable humidity. That humidity actually drops off even more for Friday and Saturday. Right now it is 70 degrees with some clouds over top of downtown, but plan on mostly sunny skies first half of the day. A few clouds drifting by in the afternoon and a high right around 85 or so. More of the same tomorrow and for Friday. Saturday gets a little warmer into the 90s and then our best chance for thunderstorms Saturday or Sunday and Monday. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, one of those days you could definitely feel how nice it was, mm -hmm. especially compared to yesterday morning. 
Um, and real quick, you were talking about how we're going to get more pictures from this Webb telescope in the next years. Do you know what else they're expecting to see that we're going to be able to to be shown the reaches that uh, they're looking forward to showing everyone? I, I think they plan on pointing this telescope at anything and everything they can find. You know, they're going to look at our own planets and our own solar system. They're going to look in galaxies, our nearest galaxies to us. But I think one of the biggest things I think a lot of people, at least me, are excited about is searching for other planets that are near Earth. That are, mm -hmm. Can we see a planet that has water, you know, running water, that's right. in the so-called Goldilocks zone where Earth resides compared to the sun, where life won't be burned up because we're too close to it or where it's too cold, where life cannot um, actually, you know, produce and grow. So I think if we can find those planets and get a sense of, well, how much water is there? Are there land masses? Are there volcanoes forming? You know, what, what's the atmosphere like there? Is it habitable, you know, for people like us? And then the question becomes, you know, could there be life on this planet? Mm -hmm. You know, and then I think that's one people that, a question that scares some people. That's right. Makes people wonder, you know, what else is out there? But I'm in the camp that if we look in these telescopes and see all of these galaxies, which contain, you know, thousands of galaxies, which contain an unknown amount of solar systems, which contain an unknown amount of planets that surround stars. Something's got to be out there, right? Randy's saying we can't possibly be alone. It, it's That's hard right. to believe that we are alone in this universe just looking at these pictures. That's right. Well, we're going to keep Stephen on retainer for when we get more pictures, <laughs> <I'll be here. laughs> even if Colin and Kelly are back. Uh, Stephen, thanks so much. Looking forward to talking and seeing what goes on today that we can talk about tomorrow. Hope you have a great uh, midpoint to your week. We'll see you tomorrow for Thursday, a.k.a. Friday Junior. <laughs>